Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson with a new title, Wayne. I heard. You got a new title. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've, wow. Got, I've got a new title. And I don't think it's just for Halloween. I think this title is is real now. Okay. They're giving so you a new title. My old title was uh bcc developmental specialist nice my new title is and i like this new title okay i mean it's not national i'm not there yet but my new title is tech and training field manager tech and training field manager tech and training field manager manager though you got manager behind it they squeezed manager in there I, nobody showed me the secret handshake though maybe uh yeah. that's a different type of management wow when maybe that's out. between difference between management and manager yeah you know because i didn't get my special slippers <laughs> middle management <coughs> i didn't um, <laughs> mid management yeah, i didn't get my robe i didn't get the no. new key no they didn't get that. maybe that's all gonna come i'm not sure no it's not it <laughs> no there's just that there's another step. To get I gotta, yeah. Is it You're, one or is I, I it listen, a couple I'm gonna more? Get, I'm gonna give you the good news. You're within ten years of hitting that next step. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's, it's attainable. Ten years. Yeah. But ten congratulations. Years. Did you give yourself this title? Or how did this come about? No, 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 no. D gave me a call and he goes, "Hey, um, we're changing your title." So I was like, all right, cool. That's always a good thing, right? I mean, if they're going to get new business cards for me, that's got to yeah. be a little, Yeah, that's got to be some insurance. You know, I mean, if they send me seven business cards, maybe the writing's on the wall. But if yeah. I get, you know, if I get the two boxes, like they send as usual. Um, wow. That's, yeah. That's, that's job security. If you get two boxes. If I get two boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, uh, I'm in trouble if my business cards comes in a, just a regular small envelope. Here you go. Here's your new cards. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, in all, all um, um, transparency, I did know that you your title because we had the managers meeting. We sat around and someone said that Rob was asking for a raise. And we said, well, <laughs> we can't get a raise. <laughs> Listen, tell you what, let's give him a new title. And... Uh, that's go. all he needs titles yeah. money doesn't mean anything to no. me it's it's all titles no. hey man congratulations in all seriousness that's pretty cool. oh thank you very much yeah, i that, appreciate that that. That, that that really is you did know, you really know no no <laughs> if you if you look back at your at the uh, arc of your career rob and uh from where you started in training i've said it before uh your fingerprints are on 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 training in this industry big time man I mean, you've written a book. You literally wrote the book on training, uh, in a lot of a lot of ways. So I think you've uh, now to to, and then and then when you went from sport to pick back up into training and then to take off again. I mean, you know, your career changed, and every time you had a pivot, you rose to the occasion. So uh, kudos to you, man. You've done a good job. And not only that, you are very giving of your knowledge to the guys that you work with. You want them to shine. When you bring these young kids in, man, I mean, you're almost like a father figure to these guys. Um, and uh, so you do a really good job with the guys and you don't hold well, yeah, back. And you know, the, the great thing about our guys is 
Um, I mean, the guys that we have now, and, you know, I mean, you, you've known some of our guys through training through the years and everything, and, and we've had some great teams, and but I think this team that we have now, well, I know this team we have now, and especially with Dittmer coming on board too, but with our new talent, our young guys, man, the passion that they have for training, which um, it's kind of funny. I have a passion for it because I've been doing it since I was a kid. I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. and these guys are new to it and they have the passion for it. So when you're working with passionate people, man, your, your job is just so easy. I was at, uh, I was at my brother-in-law, sister, brother and sister-in-law's house. Oh, a couple of weeks ago, we went over there for brunch on a Sunday and my brother-in-law says to me, uh, well, Pauline's retired now. So when do you think you're retired? Mm-hmm. I said, never. Yeah. He goes, oh, I, I go, what about you? He goes, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm out of this. Uh, he, he has some state thing where he's a union negotiator or something like that with, uh, um, you know, what he does. And he, he goes, what do you mean never? I go, I, I love this. I'm just having too much fun. I go, I, I, I don't know what I would do if, yeah. if I left training. You know, I mean, it's just, I work with great people. Uh, the people that come to the classes are all, you know, they want to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a win-win uh, for, for me and, and everybody that comes to the class and everything. And I said to him, man, I'll do this as long as I can walk because why would I leave this? especially yeah i'm getting older and everything but man now i'm kind of in the in the zone with it you know so why would you leave when when you're just having so much fun he just looked at me he was so depressed he goes oh i i just hate my job and i looked at him like well you know then if you hate it you know like i know pauline wasn't very happy with what was going on so it's like yeah you know retire you can retire you your time get out no doubt but when he said, when are you retiring? I was like, nah, I don't see when. Yeah. Too much fun. Yeah, amen. All right. We are going to talk about something today that, uh, you know, uh, winter's coming. Winter yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah, and that means a lot of things to a lot of people. It also means a lot to uh, uh, the Harbor Four guys. Um, before, you have to, before you move on to that, I just have to say, uh, we wish my wife a happy birthday today. Today's her birthday. And uh, so, yep, had a nice surprise party for her last night, our friends, and uh, pretty cool. Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the winter is coming and what that means to a a hardwood floor guy. Uh, And it's funny because for guys in San Diego right now, that winter, I mean, you know, the the weather's going from perfect to uh, maybe a little slightly less than perfect. Might be cloudy. uh, yeah, yeah. It, I because uh, I that's funny you you're jumping in front of that because when you said that you wanted to do this show, winter's coming. I was like, he was a contractor in California. I'm pretty sure that some of the things I'm going to have on my list are not going to be on the Golden Boys list. Well, um, I remember being in California and watching those uh, home and garden TV shows where they show a guy coming in there sanding the floors and he's he's bringing in the sander and. And you know, five feet of snow outside the house, and 
and he's got his uh, winter coat on and his gloves on while he's edging. And I thought, I think, oh, oh man, how that is, oh man, that looks brutal. I think I, mean, I sent uh, you a picture of me sanding in the winter one time. I still have that picture. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember that with the red hat on. There was no heat in that house. It was about 15 yeah. degrees. Yeah, that was um, full, full winter gear, gloves, the whole thing, sanding away. Wow. All right. So let's, let's talk about some things that, that how this affects a poor man's life. And one, the first thought, first thought, I'm going to go to an easy one, then I'm going to get one that's uh, more important. But the first one is the salt. Uh, dragging salt into the house, uh, you know, can wreak havoc on floors. And, uh, you know, uh, the drive salt leaves uh, like uh, that white residue and, and uh, you know, it can damage finish sometimes. And, and also salt is, you can scratch the floor with it. So you, you need to vacuum a little bit more and clean the floor a little bit more and, and have rugs. And uh, all this stuff I would, this is, uh, we talk about expectations. Um, this is something I definitely, uh, if you live in these kind of climates that I would, I would have like maybe a checklist or something to note about seasonal changes with your wood floors. Don't take this one for granted because this sometimes can come back to be a real issue with some people. Uh, especially, you can imagine if you're salting, who would, I mean, to a homeowner that doesn't know, they don't equate the two. You know, you're salting the driveway, you're salting the, the walkway outside and uh, you, you're getting down on your feet. You would not really think that that would affect the floor. And uh, it, it can sometimes. So th that's number one right out of the chute. And I learned that from going up into Michigan and uh, being with those guys out there. And, you know, the other thing about salt, um, and I mean, salt is such an issue that even with bonus sport, we have a winter cleaner that has uh, uh, a formulation that just goes for the salt because salt has changed. About 10 years ago, all the salt companies got together and they started to put an anti-clumping agent in the salt because, you know, sometimes the salt would just turn to giant bricks and you'd have to smash it and everything to get it. And now if you notice, salt doesn't really clump up anymore. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of like the same thing they use with grated cheese. You know, grated cheese is covered with a chemical so it doesn't stick, an anti-clumping agent. Well, I don't know if it's the same one, but that's what they use with salt now. Well, what we found in the hardwood floor business is that anti-clumping agent is like a magnet on your shoes and on the floor. And it has it, got to be one of the toughest things in the world to clean up. Like I said, we came up with a winter formula in, at Bonus Sport because you'd have hundreds of kids walking through salt and then walking up and down hallways into gyms and everything. And you couldn't get this salt off. So I'm glad you touched right on that right off of the bat because salt, especially the new salt now, is can be an absolute killer because of this new that chemical that's been put on it. Do we still sell that winter uh, uh, formula? Yeah, sports? I'm pretty sure we do. I think it's in the on the sports side. Okay. All right. Um, you know, it's funny too, you touched on the salt and having a throat. We always carried around and it got to the point where I said, all right, we need to do something bigger than we usually do. So we had like an eight by eight remnant that we would carry everywhere with us. So when other trades were walking in, everybody kind of got it. 
You know what I mean? This is It'd be one thing to have just a, a small, you know, two by three entrance mat. Mm-hmm. But when you walked in the door and you saw an eight by eight piece of carpet remnant and everybody's shoes and everything was on it, you had plenty of room to, you know, take your shoes off, put new shoes on. And that's the other thing is in the winter, um, you know, I know everybody has coating shoes and stuff like that, but we definitely had two sets of shoes, one for getting there in and out of the truck, that kind of thing. And then one just for the job. Gosh, that, but that, that big remnant, that big eight by eight, for some reason, you didn't even have to tell anybody when a guy, a, you know, electrician, whatever, would walk in the door and see that carpet there. He's like, okay, I got to get my shoes off here. Everybody else did. And there's that, you know, plenty of room. That is a really, really, really good idea. I never would have thought of that. I think, yeah, put down a little, you know, three by three little area rug or whatever right there. But excuse me, they have it like an eight by eight rug that everybody changes out. And I can see maybe even carrying a bunch of booties for other trades or whatever. Uh, that's a that's a great idea. Salt can also get in the cracks of the floors Oof. and and become a, a, a coating uh, problem down the road. So, um yeah, I, I learned that from you about the uh, salt industry had changed and that therefore affects our industry. So, yeah, good stuff. All right. You want to go next? You want me to go next? Uh, I'll go next. And uh, this is another one we learned the hard way. Uh, keep a couple shovels in your truck. Ouch. <laughs> Painful to think about. Yeah. I know. I'll never forget Peter and I pulled up to a house because a lot of the stuff that we would do is we get the we get the snowbird work, you know, where the guys, people fly to Florida, here are the keys, here's the contract, whatever. And uh, man, I'll never forget we we're working over in Schenectady, New York, and uh, it had snowed like crazy, you know. Really bad storm. It was like two feet. And him and I, it never dawned on us what we were pulling up to, you know. And actually, we were pulling around because the truck was slipping and sliding in the snow. And we're laughing. Eee! <laughs> <laughs> and then we pulled up to this house and there's the driveway. Nothing's been shoveled. These people in Florida. We didn't have shovels in the truck. Wow. The next day, we got two shovels for the truck. I have a idea of what I would have done in a situation like that. What was I that? Would, uh, turn around and drove back to California. <laughs> when I first moved back east, and uh, you know how they have the, you know how they have the things to clean the windshield with, to clean the snow and the frost off the windshield. And uh, and I first time I saw one of those in the car, man, I wanted to cry. In California, we don't have those things. We don't have like the thing you I take the ice. You know what I mean? You you, you shovel the snow off the windshield and the ice off the windshield yeah. and never had one of those never never dealt with that when i saw that I went oh man it's getting real um that's <laughs> a different world um all right so you never I, had window scrapers nothing oh my, like that nobody, nobody in california carries that instead we carry clubs in our car to lock the steering wheels i like everybody's got those <laughs> when i came here nobody has them uh, I mean, I've never, as a matter of fact, it's funny, I've never seen a club since I left California. But we, everybody had a club for our cars in, in California. What are you talking about, a club? A club to lock the steering wheel so they can't steal your car. Yeah, you put it between, you put it in your steering wheel, you lock it, 
And then if they get in the car, they can't, unless they, unless they can somehow get past that, but you can't steal the car because there's a club in it. It's got the club with a lock that locks the steering wheel from turning. See, that's, that cracks me up that you don't know what that is. I never, a club. Hmm. Yes. I have to tell you a story one time about a little road rage thing in the club um, on these days. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, but um, uh, that's definitely a real thing. But I'll tell you something with winter. Uh, you know, we uh, talk about expectations. I think you have to, and this is probably the most important point, I think, of the show. Um, you have to set customer expectations. Is that wood is hygroscopic. When they start, you know, the turning that thermostat up and the heat goes up and you're drying out that air, the relative humidity changes in that, in that house. When you start dropping that relative humidity, it's, it's normal, by the way, normal to experience cracks in hardwood floors. That doesn't mean somebody did something wrong when they installed the floor. If, you know, so we're going to wider and wider plank floors and um, and there are times when you, you you may see some some shrinkage, and um, like I said, it is normal to have some of that. So if a homeowner thinks, oh my gosh, what's going on with my floors? What did my guy? Uh, what what did he do wrong? When you start getting that low, you know, and wood wants to live in the same comfort zone we do, 35 to 55, 60 percent RH. You start getting below that 35, you drop down to the 30. 20, 25, lower, you, you, that floor is going to likely move. That's all part of it. I think there's things you can do. You can get a, a, a dehumidifier. We talk about those type of things. And there's, you know, we, we'll talk about, you can, there's different type of flooring you can put in. But I wanted to say one thing that's, that's kind of interesting to me is that, so people will say, well, just put engineered floors in, right? Because they're more stable. But be aware that a lot of engineered flooring manufacturers now put in their in their in their warranties and in their instructions. If it drops below, say 35 RH, or if it gets outside of that 55 RH, it's no longer covered in the warranty. So that's that that's a little sneaky little thing to remember, because um, you know you would not expect that to be in the instructions of a of a of an engineered floor, but uh, that is absolutely the case in some cases. Also consider that some of these engineered floors now, the wear layer on them is so thick, you know, five mil wear layer, six mil wear layer, that they almost start acting like a, a, a solid floor now. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, so that just, I think you have to have that conversation with the homeowner. Uh, some people um, will give the homeowner, I think this is not a bad idea, a hygrometer, put it on the, put it in a couple of rooms. You, you see that thing dropping below say 35 RH? You know, is a chance your floors can 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 start to, to crack. Uh, well, two, two stories that I want to do here, okay. Um, one right off the bat, and anybody who's been to my school or a bona or any school that I've ever taught has heard the Mrs. Plesher story, and it's funny because you just talked about it. Um, Pete calls me over the weekend. He goes, Hey, how'd the surgery go? You know, Pete, my old partner. And uh, I said, Oh, you know, blah, blah, it went really good and everything. So he was talking about a job he was on. We were just shooting the crap. And um, he goes, you remember this is about 30 years ago today or 
that we did Mrs. Plesser's floor. And I was like, oh my God, there's a name from the past. And it is exactly when, when Pete and I left my dad's company back in the eighties, we started doing white floors because you've all heard the story. Nobody was doing white floors. So Pete and I figured it out and we were getting tons of work for a new company. It was great. You know, so we got a lot of white jobs. Well, we did this white job in, I would say, June or July. Came out perfect, right? Absolutely perfect. And then I get a call from her in like October, November. And she's like, Rob, there's black lines everywhere. Black lines. I was like, oh, okay, I'll come over, take a look at it. And I, I thought for sure in my head, you know, sometimes you think I know what it is, right? Yeah. And I'm like, it's it's going to be from a vacuum cleaner because I had just seen it on a cherry floor. Somebody screwed up a cherry floor we did with a bad vacuum. I go, I bet this is another vacuum cleaner thing. And I walked in, I you know, I'm looking and she goes, see these, see these lines right here? They go the whole length of the room. And I'm like, oh, oh, Mrs. Plesser, that's, uh, that's uh, what we call seasonal expansion. I go, your floor expands and contracts. It's like a sponge. You know, don't worry about it. It's nothing. And she says, well, it never happened before. And you can just see the words hanging right there in the, yeah. right? Yeah. And I looked at her, I go, well, you know, of course it happened before. And she goes, Rob, I've lived in this house for 40 years. And we have never had gaps like this. Now, when we got there, it was an old shellac floor. So it was yeah. really, really dark. Yep. So you can't, you know, dark red finish and a black line. They're going to be really hard to tell, right? But now you take a white floor mm -hmm. and those seams open up. And we did that thing in July. So she was tight as a drum. And wow. You want to see a conversation just fall yeah. off a cliff. Wow because I had, I had nowhere to go. And I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm getting paperwork for her. I'm showing yeah. her a bathroom door. I'm, do, you know, and she just looked at me and she goes, and she just kept saying the same thing. It's something you did. And, yeah. and yeah. I was like, no, I had people from the NWFA calling her. I mean, I had everybody. She didn't care. Okay. Yeah. She knew in her heart, that it was something that we had done to that floor. Yeah. And Pete, Pete was like, what, you know, what the hell are we going to do? She's, yeah. she wants, I go, we're just going to keep talking to her until yeah. June. Yeah. Yeah. Till we <laughs> okay. move back. And in June, I bet we don't hear another word from her. And that's exactly how it went. You know, you, she, she was threatening lawsuits. She was threatening this and that. And I was like, just, We'll just keep paddling here, okay? Mm -hmm. We'll just keep moving. But yep. I tell this story at every single school because so much of what we're doing now is Nordic, natural, white. Yeah. You know, the white craft. I mean, there's a lot of white out there. It's coming home, baby. Yeah. And I tell everybody, listen, here's the conversation that you need to have with people, especially yeah. when you're going in and seeing these wicked dark floors. Mm -hmm. And you're turning them white. That's going to be a drastic change. I said, this conversation is so easy to have before. On the front side. On the front end of this. Okay. Yep. yep. You're doing a drastic change. 
here's what's going to happen. And it doesn't even matter when you're doing the job, if it's the middle of the winter, the summer, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Have it. Yeah. Because if I had had that conversation with her before, I could have just went back in and and I said, Hey, remember I told you, you know, or remember here, (laughs) put it in writing. Yep. And you signed it. Yep. There you go. Now you just walk out because especially now, I mean, I look back at that now and I think she probably trashed us to every single person that she could talk to that would listen to her about these guys who ruined her floor where we actually did uh, an amazing job on the floor. You know, knowing what you know now, right? I mean, like you said, it's so much easier to have that conversation up front. I see a lot of contractors now will, will either put that in their contract or they'll, as winter comes around, they'll send out a letter to their homeowner, to homeowners. Hey, just let you know. Especially oh, that's like a good idea. In California, one time, I, I called the NWFA about cracks in the floor or something. I can't remember what it, what it was about. But Rusty from the NWFA said, hey, let me ask you something. Are you guys having an unusually cold winter out there in California? I go, yeah, why? Because I've never had so many calls about cracking floors ever from California. I go, well, yeah, it is like crazy, crazy cold here. So, I mean, that, that just goes to tell you that had you ahead of time put it in a contract, talk to them about this, and then maybe put it on your website um, and send out a newsletter. Just hey, just want to let you know this is it's coming. It is not a defect of the floor. It is normal with hardwood floors with seasonal changes. Here's how you can here's how you can eliminate some of it, and but you know just be aware it's going to happen. So so you you take that fight away, right? And listen, I, I live in the real world, man. I know that some people are going to complain no matter what, right? I remember Jeremiah Strong. He'll never forget this floor as long as we did because we laughed so hard out in the van. Um, we did a, 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 it was a it was a maple floor, white stained maple floor, and like I say, it was smoking looking job. And uh, she called us that winter and she said to come back. That it looks like there's some cracks in the floor. What's wrong with the floor? And we went back there, and there's just little small hairline cracks, but they weren't there when we finished the job, right? But so I'm on my knees already, and I'm uh, in front of her, and I'm explaining things. And then she took her foot out of her shoe to use her toe to point to something, and probably it was a hoof. It wasn't a. I never seen more funky looking toenails. In my life, yellow, long, creepy looking, and I, 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 I was astonished. And we go back to bed and go, "Holy, did you see that?" And we were blown away by it, man. I mean, that's this. That might be another problem, lady. You know, that's something you might, you know, this. I'm going to give away. you your money back, yeah. and I want you to see a podiatrist. Yeah, go get you a get the or whatever. Yeah. Is that pedicure or manicure? Yeah, when you can't use fingernail clippers and you got to use a set of dikes to do your toenails. Yeah. You you know you got issues. Here, get a soft mouth in the truck. I'll take care of it. <laughs> so, and, and, and I'm going to say this too, Rob. About floors or toenails? No, about life, okay? <laughs> about life. Is that, I, I really do believe this. I, you know, I'm a, I am a perfectionist. Uh, when it comes to floors, I, there's a, there's a, that's just a fact. And I will try to get them floors as good as I can possibly. And in my, I'll just take even my own home, forget the homeowners. I will do with no end to get them to look as good as I can possibly get them, right? 
but when life happens, when you have a dog that is a family dog and you love that dog, and the dog puts some scratches in the floor, or the, the, you get some gaps in the floors or whatever, or maybe you get an indentation here that you didn't want to have. You know what I mean? That is just called life. And, you know, life isn't perfect. And there's a lot of things that are, you know, more important in this world. And you'll move on from that. And sometimes you see a homeowner that, oh, it gets the first scratch in the floor or whatever. And I get it. You paid a lot of money for it. But go to the, some of the finest homes in America. The most, look at the Hearst Castle, look at the, uh, the Biltmore Estate, North Carolina, where the fact that yeah, I used to advertise the Biltmore Collection, these beautiful herringbone floors. Have you ever been there? There's Never. gaps all over them. And you know something? They're stunning. They, they, you know what I mean? The, the floors are going to age beautifully. They have, they'll have that beautiful patina and life is going to happen. And you're going to have little hairline cracks maybe here and there. Doesn't mean that anybody shorted you or took a shortcut or doesn't mean that, you know, the floors aren't beautiful or whatever. It reminds me of, and every, every, every group in America is, every, I think every, every people that's moved to America, this almost defines a generation, is that if you ever, and I, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll relate to this. Everybody probably will if they have old grandparents. They've got that one room in the house where all the furniture is covered in plastic. You know what I mean? Like, 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 this is the room that we don't go in. Right. If, the, if the Pope is ever going to come and visit us, we're, we're, we're going in that room there. But, you know, nobody sits on that couch because they're all, it's, that's the expensive stuff. We don't use that room. And um, um, we, my grandparent, my Johnson's, grandpa and grandma Johnson, they had a living room like that. Yes. And Hummel figurines and all that stuff. And you got to use it one time a year. Christmas yeah. Eve. And and when you sit on Christmas them, Eve, okay. we all could go into the room. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you did not go in that room during the rest of the year. You went into other rooms for Christmas oh. Eve. It was the big room on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and when we went in there to sit in there, we're sitting, we're still sitting on the plastic, and it's <laughs> slippery and cold and squeaky and uncomfortable. And the funny thing about it is, by the time they they actually like all right. Maybe the kids have moved. We can we can we can take the 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 plastic off of it. It's all outdated. It's it's you know what I mean. It's it's thirty years past its prime. So that's the way I look. And, and here's the thing. And I'll tell you something. Our generation laughs at that right now, looking back at that. But they're worse. They're worse. And I'll tell you why. Who's worse? The generation today. All right, coming up today. Okay. All right, now let me tell you why. Tell me why they're worse. Because you don't see that plastic on the couches anymore, right? You don't see that covering up that one room in case something gets a little damaged, whatever. You're seeing it on your floors. You're seeing it in LVT. You're seeing it in, in all these plastic floors that are, oh, they're going to be they're going to be bulletproof. If I drop a can, it's not going to hurt the floor. Oh. If, I, if, if I, you know, run, you know, run something across the floor, it may not scratch the floor indent like a hardwood floor will. But you know something? They don't have the life and the character and the beauty and the warmth and the uh, everything we've come to love in hardwood floors. Or the repairability. The repairability, the timelessness, the added value to your home. You know, you know I, mean? I go back to the Mrs. Plesher story. She had hardwood floors, dark, dark, dark red. We did a two-day sand job and now they're white. 
Beautiful, yeah. white, gorgeous floors. Yeah. Timeless. Timeless. Yeah. Absolutely timeless. Where if so, you put an LVT, you're stuck with one color and that floor, if that's scratch. You know, everybody's on. I know we're going through, we're right now, you and I are living through the LVT. And I know there's some hardwood guys out there like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is it. This is the end. Mm-hmm. We went through Pergo. Remember Pergo? Yeah. Everybody was, Pergo was it. We're going to replace wood floor. You never need a wood floor again. Pergo doesn't well, scratch, doesn't do this, doesn't do that. Well, look at, look at what, in the end, what happened. I don't know if I can even say Pergo legally, but it well, scratches, it scratched, it wore. Okay. It didn't last. It, you know, they're all throwaway floors. When you, when you put the, the plastic covers on all that beautiful furniture, you killed that furniture. You killed the, the sole of that couch. It's unusable. It's uncomfortable. There's, there's, you know what I mean? When you, take, when you take plastic and try to make it look like wood, you've, you, you've killed the whatever love affair we've had with the, whatever that beauty that... And not, but, I'm going to go with that. That's what I'm using in the school. First this and foremost. LVT, LVP. It's got no soul. No, I mean it's got you, no soul. It's got no soul. You've you've also you've also the value of the house with hardwood floor. Any real estate agent will tell you, boom, hardwood floors the value goes up, right? You put in hardwood floors, you're going to get that value. You're going to get that back many, many, many more times over the life of the floor. So I don't get it. So anyhow, I get off and track these, with it. And I know I've said it a million times on the show, but these damn. Home shows, these home shows that show people, oh, we, you know, look at the crappy house and look what we did to it. And then in the end, and we put this beautiful LVP and I'm like, killed it. Perfume on a pig. Way yeah. to go. Yeah. Why would you do it? That's what you did, huh? Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of these shows Pauline watches, they love to reclaim stuff. And, you know, we ripped this. We ripped this wall down, but we made, you know, yeah. we made shelving and crap out of it or, yeah. you know, a, a dining room table out of it. And then with all the stuff they do, and then in the end, we ran out of money, so we put this yeah. crap down. Yeah. You know, that will be in a landfill in 12 years and never yeah. go away. Yep. Way to go. So uh, we'll, we'll go on to the next thing is uh, for winter. What did we get off on a rant yeah, there? Yeah, huh? we, we really did, but it needs to be said, damn it. Yeah, uh, it, let's let's uh let's just go back to one thing that was on that rant if you're changing the color of that floor you got to have that discussion about what's going to happen to it in the winter yeah and i like your idea hey maybe even send out a letter in september mm-hmm. yep here's what's coming um uh here's another one i had uh, bum was going off to do a job about a year ago he was actually going uh couple hours up into the mountains and he wasn't going to be able to um you know he he needed to have everything there was no distributors he was going to be able to go to so he's him and i were kind of going through the laundry list you know mm-hmm. and i called him up that night after he left and i go hey i just thought of one i go make sure you get some retarder bring some retarder with you and he's like oh geez that's good he calls me up from the job. He goes, can't believe it. I needed the retarder. Wow. It was a forced hot air. 
and it was just the room was just extremely dry it got really cold they had been running the heat for a month or two he get up there the, so the he needed that retarder he goes that was a lifesaver so i've been kind of telling everybody at the school especially now you know retarder in july in in new york new jersey area yeah. usually we got a lot of humidity so finish is going to have some time to flow and level but come february you know we did a school up in toronto in the end of january and that floor was dry i mean we had to turn the heat on and everything and it was great because we did get to show the students what retarder can do mm -hmm. so nice throw some retarder in the truck it's not going to hurt you it's not going to cost a ton of money but it's it's one of those products that oh my god i wish i had it you know it's kind of like the 36 grit platinum you're going to use it every day no but it's just one of those one of those nice tools for the truck yeah uh so you kind of went along the same lines i was going to talk about too is that uh when i talk about honor the dry time there's no more important time to do it than in the winter time uh, these stains, the, the cans, they're cold. Uh, you know, it, uh, it, it's, you know, it, I always say it's the same can in January as it is in, as it is in August. It's the same can in, in the last, you know, Alaska as it is in Hawaii. The stain doesn't change. It's the conditions that change. And knowing that it's going to be super cold, maybe we don't have the heat we need or whatever, uh, you really need to honor the dry times. You take a, a, a heavy pigmented stain, and you water pop the floor and you think it's going to dry in two hours like it did in August, that's not happening. And honestly, it's not happening in August either. If you water pop the floor, you, that two-hour window goes out the window. You should wait overnight. But it can drastically uh, alter your dry times. So when you're coating, uh, really want to make sure you honor the dry time and allow yourself enough time to, to, to do that because that's a, that's a painful callback to get. when it, it could have, Sometimes the toughest thing to do is hold off. I mean, we've all been there before when we get there to, to, to put the coat on the floor. And, and uh, you know, you, you start, the first indicator to me is it smells stronger than, you, than it should right now. And then it feels a little sticky under the foot, right? Mm -hmm. And then you uh, take a white towel, you put it on the floor, rub it across there, you're getting a little stain transfer. And everything in your body wants to say, I got to get this thing coated today. That's the schedule. But man, there are times when um, I say it all the time that, you know, you got a schedule. Homeowner's got a schedule, contractor's got a schedule, but that floor's got a schedule too, and it don't care about us. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to let the science, you have to let the chemistry do its thing, and uh, and have the confidence in uh, the, the the patients to walk off and and uh, come back to fight another day. Yeah, Peter and I won. Uh, it was like our first or second year in business. Had a huge job right before Christmas, huge, and it was going to be a big payday, and we were new. You know, so, and we both had a couple of young kids at the time. So there was a lot riding on this job. Everything went great. It was a huge, huge house, two floors, probably, you know, it, probably close to 3,000 feet of Southern Yellow Pine. And this was way back in the 80s. So we had used a coat of Minwax. And that floor never dried. Mm -hmm. And we finally found out what was going on because he was running salamander heaters during the day, but shutting stuff down. So we would, we coated it, we stained it at night 
and he shut everything off and it was dipping down into the into the 20s and so wasn't the house yeah so what um like you said honor thy dry times and everything that's when peter and i learned that we used to carry a couple of electric heaters around in the truck with us so we could maintain because you'd need to maintain proper heat at least 60 degrees 24 hours a day while the finish is on the floor not just for the morning or the afternoon so honor thy dry times um remember we were talking about the picture of me sanding in the winter Mm -hmm. that was one of the jobs where we had our own heaters yeah just a couple electric heaters just enough to keep that keep that place buttoned up but warm enough to get finished because boy can that be a killer when you're waiting on finish and stuff to dry and it's just too cold once it drops below 50 degrees i I tell everybody you want to go to 60. The lab guys will tell you 50. I tell everybody 50, 60, just to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a cushion, you know, but. Well, that also goes for your adhesives, by the way, you want to make sure you bring the adhesive in the house, make sure the adhesives are warm, make sure you're not installing on a freezing cold slab. Uh, you need to acclimate that for, for the adhesives as well. And um, I didn't know that. That's a good one. And a lot of people think, well, we'll, we'll use the propane heaters to heat up the jobs. Well, the byproduct when you burn propane is H2O, which is moisture, which is water. And so that you do not want that. So I uh, don't think that the propane heaters are the answer either. No, we used to just have the, the rotating electric yeah. heaters. Yeah. That yeah. would just had a way, fan, had a heat just enough yeah. to keep that area. So yeah. is it the same numbers? For the adhesives that we tell everybody we finish? Yeah, 65 degrees is really, you know, optimum. Okay. You really don't want to go too much lower than that. And uh, and also heat up your adhesives. Also makes your life easier as far as uh, as spreading the adhesives as well. So that so that's wintertime, right? I mean, you know, there's... Winter, there's, baby. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like anything else. I mean, um, it, it presents some challenges, but, uh, um, you know, you just have to kind of adjust to the season especially back east here when there are actually seasons. I didn't ever had to deal with that in California. <laughs> uh, so this is a, it was an eye opener for me. Uh, it, I'll tell you the first time I, my. Yeah. You guys know, only have to deal with that. You know, those little things like earthquakes and forest fires yeah. and you know, yeah, those yeah. minor things. Those are, those are our seasons. Yeah. Forest yeah. Fires and earthquakes. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I think we covered everything, Rob. Um, oh my God. I, I could go on for about an hour or more. Well, real quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's okay. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Real quickly, then I'll throw in some things quickly, and you can too if you want. One, you could consider going with a, a ripped and corded flooring if you're worried about gaps in a severe conditions. Uh, you can, or all rips on, even better yet. Uh, you can go uh, more narrow boards instead of the wider planks. But again, I think it, it all starts with, as we say at the bonus school all the time, is the customer expectations. If you want wide plank, cherry floors um, and then you got five kids and pets and everything well here's the expectations and here's what here's what your floor is going to do you know what i mean if you're if you're really anal about this kind of cracks and everything you go with maybe an engineered uh uh narrow floor um you know different species make a difference on on um um, uh, some are more uh uh dimensionally stable than others so just all about customer expectations, 
set the job up as best you can. And, and, and again, we've said this before, you get the building ready for the flooring, and then you get the flooring ready for the building, right? Make sure that you get the, the, your, the, the, the floor in, in the, the, the building in living conditions, you know, because that's where the floor wants to live too. No sense acclimating to a, to a job site where it's, you know, it's 50 degrees out because you uh, 50 degrees in place and there's no HVAC on. Is as soon as they move in, they're going to crank that up, that heat up, and that floor is going to change. It's going to shrink. So that's number one. And also, by the way, when you, you know, we told you, I'm going to go quick here. Uh, when you stack the wood in the house, make sure you stack it and cross stack it, leave room for ventilation, not just put it all in one room without, without doing that. So uh, those are some things you can do also that are going to help you in the winter. But I think above all is have the conversation with the homeowner ahead of time so they're not shocked when they see something like this. Yep. One more thing about winter. You might have a little slow time. You like have a little downtime. Slow time and downtime means you got time for training. There you go. Yep. You're up in New York and it's few up in Buffalo. Come on down to Nashville. Come on. There Bring you your go. guys down to Nashville. We'll do some training. Get you in the warmth. Good way to end it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also a good way to end it because I saw you were out of bullets right there. You were you were searching for that next word and it wasn't coming. Oh. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna bail you out here. And I, I did. noticed that you didn't jump right in though. I let you hang for a minute. You let me hang just yeah, enough bit. to make me look like a dummy. That way it's like a passive aggressive. Then I look like I'm a hero. Uh, you know, it, 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 <laughs> I made it about me. All right, buddy. Um good to see you again. Oh. Always a pleasure, pal. Yep. Glad to see you're on the men with your uh, cancer thing there. Oh, look at that. She's beautiful, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. 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 Oh, don't nice. get too close to the camera there. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Happy, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening to the podcast. We really certainly appreciate it. And this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. Bye.